Weird Norfolk, produced and edited by Richard Fair. The EDP. So this week for the podcast, um, we're adventuring again, and we're in the cloisters of Norwich Cathedral, and it's really beautiful and sunny. I'm just sitting here. Why are we here? Why why have you dragged us here? (laughs) Why have we dragged us here? Just because it's really nice. Well, actually, there is a link for you, um, which is that the story (laughs) we're about to talk about um, is to do with St Felix, and there is a statue to St Felix here. Boom. Boom. There is. I forgot about that. That is completely by chance. We just wanted to get out of the office. Yeah. Get a bit of sun, a bit of vitamin D. Yeah. See some beauty. You and the cloisters, Richard. Oh, she's a charmer. (laughs) <clears throat> anyway, so I shall tell the tale of the Bishop Beaver of Bowingley. <laughs> Hopefully, without Stacia laughing. The, bish- all the-, the Bishop, Bishop Beaver of Bowingley. The brave. The brave and bold Bishop, Bishop Beaver of Bowingley, Bab- <laughs> <Bishop Beaver of> <laughs> who was, bathed in the brook. It was brilliant. And was brilliant. <laughs> anyway. The little village of Babingley, between the Sandring Estate and Castle Rising in West Norfolk, has a particularly charming legend. It's said that when St Felix landed in East Anglia from Burgundy in 631, with the noble intention of introducing Christianity to the region, he arrived at the Wash and began to sail up the River Babingley, which was, at this time, still navigable. Caught in a violent storm, St Felix's ship floundered in the water and he was saved from drowning, so the tale has it, by a colony of beavers which guided him to safety. In gratitude, the apostle to the East Angles sought out the chief of the beavers and consecrated him as a bishop to thank him for saving his life and allowing him to deliver all the provenance of East Anglia, East Anglia from long-standing unrighteousness and unhappiness. His act is remembered on the sign in the village which shows a beaver in a bishop's mitre grasping a crook and while the river is now a little more than a stream and the village is just a few houses and its church which bears the same the saint's name is just an empty shell the ecclesiastical I can't say that word ecclesiastical, ecclesiastical rodents legend lives on This is a fabulous Isn't story. Isn't it wonderful? This has everything a folk story needs, doesn't it? Has. It has. Bizarrely, but and by complete chance, I drove past the um I was about to say the Bishop Beaver of Babingley, but he wasn't there. The Babingley Church, which is reported oh look at that. Sound FX. Um <laughs> which is reportedly the oldest church in Norfolk, because obviously it was St Felix's church and he was the first to bring Christianity to Norfolk. Um, it's now literally a tower. The roof is gone, um, it's covered in ivy, it's absolutely beautiful. It's part of the Sandringham estate, um, so you can't you reach I, it. Yeah, I was going to say, there's no access to it anymore. There's a footpath, but it is on the Sandringham and estate, so and I don't like, think that you, you probably no. go on the Sandringham estate without being in the we tower. We ask permission when we went to do pictures of it, and we weren't given permission, we weren't allowed to go on, so the photographer yeah. just has to use a long lens. You can see it from the road. You can see it, and it is it is beautiful, really, really lovely. I think Babingley is pretty much a lost village now, um, a kind of deserted village. Nobody, nobody really there. There are a few houses nearby. I'm not sure that yeah, they're. It's actually on the. Um, there's a really good website called the Norfolk Heritage Explorer, and on there it's listed as a deserted settlement. Yeah. So it is officially deserted. It's a. The definition of that is a rural settlement that has either been deserted, moved, or that has shrunk in extent. 
and most of them are from the medieval period. So yeah. it's just basically a couple of houses on the road, isn't it? On the A149 yeah. between Hunstanton and Kings Lynn. But yeah, it's a it's it's a great story. Um, and and you know, I suppose there are you can take some fact from it in that St Felix came and there were beavers at that time. Yeah. I didn't even know that but like Norfolk had beavers. It's we like, were it beaver central yeah. at that really point. Like, and it's also really hard to imagine a ship going along that bit of river because it is tiny. It's yeah, not a river anymore. Stream, like it is a stream. Like I think calling it a river is quite optimistic yeah. <clears throat> um, because it's just a little stream. And to like kind of get like your head around take that part and find that part most fantastical, not the fact that the beavers saved his life and one of them was made into a bishop. What worries you more is that the thing is fairly obvious. I just imagine he was wearing a jaunty, how do I know, chain or something. Like a mare. He made himself, yeah, like a mare. Um, There's an Aesop's fable about beavers, which is quite unpleasant, um, which I found in my beaver research. Don't put anything like that into. Yeah, into Don't Google. This. Don't search this. I've I done it. You're for... specifically searching for our story of the Bishop Beaver of Babylon, which yeah. case Just you're put, safe. Put that. Yeah. Do not put what I put. Um, and <laughs> I've done that research for you. We've done it, so you don't have to. Um, there's an Aesop's fable, um, the story of the hunted beaver, uh, which tells how when hunted by dogs, the beaver chewed off its own testicles and ran away, giving the hunter the prize he was after and saving its own life. Um, it says in the notes about this, beavers don't actually do this. <laughs> 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 which is good to know. Um, I think it's something to do with the fact that there was the, the oil that they secrete, which was used as an aphrodisiac, and it was used as castorium, I think, which is in its anal glands. I'm not sure how they found out that was something. Anyway, um, but apparently the moral of that tale was that voluntary sacrifice can avert greater loss. So that is one to bear in mind, Richard. If you're being chased, (laughs) there is a way to get away. It's just not very pleasant. Well, she'll always carry a knife from now on. (laughs) Always carry a knife. You'd think you'd have to stop in order to do that, wouldn't you? That would take time, wouldn't it? It's a silly idea. And also, beavers used to be eaten by monks, so another tenuous link to the cathedral. Um, Beavers were hunted for their meat, and the paws and tail were eaten by monks on Fridays in the belief that it qualified as fish rather than meat. That's interesting. Do you think they ate platypuses as well? Yeah, maybe. Do they live in the water? Yeah. In Norfolk? Not necessarily Uh, in Norfolk, but if they had the opportunity... They probably didn't eat them. And my other beaver fact is that fossils show during the last ice age a giant species of beaver the size of a bear lived in North America. Mm. Now, you see, the thing is that a lot of the stories we've done, we we, we always say there's an element of truth. Somewhere within Mm. it, we find an element. And there are some elements within this. What I'm finding difficult is the connection between the, the, the beavers saving this man and him making them a bishop. When you said that they eat, or they used to eat beavers, then it put me in mind of the old king that knighted that steak and made it a sirloin. Yes. Now, maybe (laughs) 
That's true. It's a true story. <laughs> is it really? Yeah. Yeah. He had the loin of the beef. Yeah. He enjoyed it so much. He knighted he it. Knighted it. Yeah. So could it be that they, they had a beaver? That he enjoyed it so much. He turned, he he turned made it into, it into a, a bishop. bishop. Yeah. He took it one. Took it I that mean, one stage further. Yeah. If, if there was a, a storm and you're panicking, and yeah, keep going. The be- you see some beavers, so you might follow them in the panic to land and then go, oh, the, bishop, the, the beavers My saved me. on this, the grain of truth, was that if you're in a violent storm and your boat is being tossed about and possibly beavers have dammed part of the river, mm-hmm. then your boat is stopped by that dam yeah. and therefore That's doesn't, saved, doesn't yeah. kind of... So therefore they are kind of... Because yeah. I don't think it was a big boat. I don't it think... It can't have been, though, because it... It can't have been no, that big, I can mean, it? I kind of see him on some kind of very small boat, kind of mm. looking like a saint, as he does, because yeah. he was. You and see, when, um, you, when you started to read the story, I had images in mind of you know, Pamela Anderson running along the beach, <laughs> diving <laughs> in to save this drowning. Well, that's, that, that is kind of the impression well, it gets. It but does. if you like, try to think about it a bit more like Which I have, logically. in great detail. Yeah. Try to think about it more logically. I did look into a bit about St Felix as well, because I thought, oh, he must be an interesting fellow if he's... Saints Same making thing. bishops, beavers been to bishops. But he wasn't really. <laughs> <laughs> that is literally the most exciting thing he did, which I've probably offended loads of religious people. He, now, he sorry, died but. two days before my birthday. That's yeah. quite exciting. He must have been old then. Um. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying about me? Um, so <laughs> he, yeah, he was credited, uh, he basically introduced Christianity to East Anglia, and that's basically all that people know about him. Um, you'd think that the church, which has been has gone to ruin, you'd think I mean, that's quite, in, in terms of history, that's quite a significant building, yeah, isn't it? it is. It really is. Because there's only like six, of, six churches dedicated to St. Felix as well. And for someone who was like such a massive... Big in the 7th century. Yeah. You, you would think there'd be more about him, you know, because he, he brought Christianity to this part of the world. That's like quite a big thing, isn't it? I think he is big. I think he is big round here. We did we did touch on this in a story for our sister site, didn't we? Um, with Suffolk, we wrote a story about Clopton near Woodbridge, which is where um, it said that Saint Felix guarded or Saint Felix's treasure was guarded by the Black Shuck. Oh, is that that one? Yep, the man beast of oh yeah, the, the <laughs> curious man beast of Clopton. Um, yes, who, who is either a shuck-like dog or a dog-like yeah. man, Yeah, it's either, a, yeah, a man crossed with a dog or a dog crossed with... So it is a, a dog with a man's head yeah. or a man with a dog's head. Obviously, a dog with a man's head is better. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it said that St Felix buried his treasure at Clopton in Suffolk in the late 9th century, although how he managed that well, he when he, he was... wasn't about... So that's some bad but research when I was on our some, part. Well, when I was doing some research on this, I did look up St. Felix, and there are actually quite a lot of St. Felixes. Right. So it might be a different St. Felix. Either that or it's St. Felix's treasure, who knows, but it was buried at Clopton, and um, the vicinity is said to be, yeah, haunted by something half dog and half monk. But the, the Half monk? Yeah. Half dog, half monk, which is that, it sounds like that band, doesn't it? Half man, half biscuit. <laughs> but they weren't quite as prolific, half dog, half monk. Um, and, and they kind of, it, it, tales change as to whether it's got a dog's head or a monk's head. 
Oh, either way, you don't really want to see it. Is it a shuck-headed monk? I think I'd be Is it a shonk? <laughs> Is it a muck? A monk-headed shuck? Shunk. Shunk. Shunk or muck? Which would you be more scared of seeing, though? A shunk or a muck? Which you eat first? <laughs> um, I think I would prefer to see a shuck-headed monk. Yeah, I do as well. Because it would be less scary. I reckon the, sh- the, the monk-headed shuck would run faster. Oh, I just think it would look more scary. There's I'm not worried about, about it, I, I just need about, to get away from it. I think it. we've talked about this before, about, like... This is pretty much human the only thing we talk about. Human-headed animals it's quite scary is it the jinmin jinminkin jinminkin it's like a japanese <laughs> they're japanese dog-headed men yeah but they're more ferocious though dog-headed yeah. men aren't scary men-headed dogs are scary dog-headed men aren't scary no because they could be like a golden shepherd or something it's shuck <laughs> it's shuck he's gonna look at you and you're dead chihuahua yeah chihuahua-headed man <laughs> I don't think there's any situation where you would see a dog-headed man and not be terrified. If if he was if you were if you were cornered in an alley, would you prefer cornered in a graveyard? Yeah, would you prefer to have a dog-headed man or a man-headed dog? The other thing to consider is if the if it's a head of a like the brain of a dog in there or not. Because I suppose if it was a dog-headed man, no, a man-headed dog, you could talk to it and say, "Look, back off." And reason with it. Got some chum. (laughs) But if it was a dog-headed man, it might have like the brain of a dog, and you might not be able to reason with it. I feel these were issues that worried St. Felix at the time of his um, him coming to uh, to East Anglia. Um, At the cathedral outside St. Luke's Chapel, which would be great if I knew where it was. I think it's quite close to where we sit now. I can say that, can't I? No one will know. And there's a large stone statue which has been moved actually from the front of the building. 11th century and it is St Felix um, so you can come and see him although he's a bit eroded right. so you can't tell he might be a dog-headed was, saint another thing I was looking into I was really hoping that St Felix was the patron saint of beavers is he not? no he's not a patron saint of anything is he not? no okay. but that makes me do wonder do beavers about, have a patron no, saint? no there's like well, no they don't patron yeah. saint it's of shuck can they? Or, or, or dog-headed monks yeah but it's, he's not a patron saint of anything so I think we should team them up I wonder how you, like, make that happen. Well, what Does someone uh, pick randomly, or do you have to, like, put in know, a form? How do you, it's exactly the same with how do you twin cities. I think, literally, there's, like, a list of cities, and you just get the next one that you... When a British city says, I fancy being twinned with somebody in France... It just goes on Tinder. Uh, yeah, it's pretty much <laughs> like, oh, well, that this town... Rather fancy be. that city. I now. remember going to Arras once, and their twin is Ipswich, and um, somebody asking me, because Arras is lovely... And um, somebody who hadn't been to it, so it said, oh, we, we're hoping to go next year. What's it like? And I was like, yeah, um, why don't you get them over here? And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so I kind of, I think, you, I think you can just say that he's the patron saint of, who's going who's to stop you? Shall we just officially make him the patron saint of beavers now, then? Yeah, yeah. Who's going to complain? There are no beavers around, are there? So they can't moan. Well, no, they did look at reintroducing them. Yes. But they didn't happen. I think they were talking about it... I found it on a BBC article in 2009, and then I think there were talks again in 2011, but they decided not to, which is a shame. I think it'll be... Yeah. I can't stop thinking now about a, a shook-headed beaver. I, a shook-headed beaver. God. <laughs> the hybrids we could make in our laboratory. Yeah, apparently one of them... Um, I quite like the fact that one of um, St Phineas's children was called St Audrey. 
Mm. But she didn't do anything either of any interest. So basically, what we could have done was a much more interesting East Anglian saint. Yeah. Is what we're really saying, isn't it? Yeah. It's just a shame because he, that is like the highlight of his life. It would be the highlight of anyone's, particularly think, the beavers. <laughs> I was just thinking that the, the wooden sign in the village is really cute, though, because it is like this little beaver with a little hat on. Yeah, <laughs> it's so being sweet. Given a hat. Mm. I wonder if the beaver then did anything with his newly found... He ordained a few water yeah. rats or something. Yeah, and... I wonder what he did. But it is lovely, mainly because I spent my life just saying, the brave, bold beaver Bishop. of Barrick, Bishop Beaver of Barringley. <laughs> And uh, it allowed me to do a great deal of alliteration, which is one of my favourite things in the whole world. So I thank the, br the brave, bold, brilliant Bishop Beaver of Babingley for that. Weird Norfolk. Produced and edited by Richard Fair. The EDP.